Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters. About however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. It's already back in the saddle time. It's good to be back. All right, uh, sponsors today. We have the Belleville Meat Market and Boyd's One Stop. Weather right now, Galveston Island is 71 degrees down there this morning with partly cloudy skies today, then becoming cloudy during the afternoon with a high of 78. Southeast winds will be 10 to 20 miles per hour. And then for tonight, showers this evening becoming a steady rain overnight. Low around 65, winds will be east-southeast 5 to 10. That rain chance are throwing in about 70%. Probability and uh, rainfall amounts could be around a quarter inch along the coast. Some isolated areas above the coast will be 1 to 2 inches. But uh, for tomorrow, periods of rain again. High of 69, north winds 15 to 25 as that front tries to get on through and clear the coast. Chance of rain 70%. Rainfall around a half inch along the coast and looking at tides for today these are galveston channel tide predictions and there's four of them we have a high that occurred at 1:34 a.m it was 1.4 then a low at 8:12 a.m and 0.8 then a high at 2:09 p.m a 1.4 and then a low at 7:50 p.m a 1.0 all right 6:38 a.m is sunrise 5:28 p.m sunset moon phase is 20%, just under a quarter moon, headed towards the new moon. All right, looking at um, current conditions right now down on the Galveston Channel, it's a south wind at 2 to 5, air temperature 74, water temp 73, Eagle Point, it's 72 degrees with 72 degree water, southeast winds at 6, and at Morgan's Point, it's 69 degrees with 72 degree water, east, southeast, 5 to 7, so Three stations have different wind directions. We'll just uh, call that light and variable. Pretty nice. All right, let's head over to the Golden Triangle area. Let's check in at Sabine Lake with Captain Bill Watkins this morning see what he's up to. Bill, good morning. What's up? Hey, man, how are you doing this morning? Couldn't be better. It's all good, my friend. 
Well, I'm up here in uh, beautiful Palestine, Texas. Palestine? Uh, How about that? Yeah. Got a good friend let me come up here and shoot me a fat doe and uh, killed a big boar hog yesterday afternoon. Yeah. And I've seen a couple of big bucks while I'm here. I'm not allowed to shoot those, but... Uh, I sure can. Well, naturally, if you can't shoot one, you'll see them. (laughs) That's exactly. (laughs) If you're hunting for them, you won't see them, man. That's the way it works. (laughs) Yeah, we we loaded that doe Tuesday afternoon on the tailgate and was riding along back to the house, and it was still good light. And uh, all of a sudden, I looked off to the side of the road, and there was a great big buck standing right on the tree line. And uh, there was a scramble went on, us trying to grab a rifle, and he didn't have his rifle, so I gave him mine, put a bullet in it, and uh, he made the mistake of looking through the field glasses at it. He should have looked at it through the scope. (laughs) And that rascal turned around and walked off into the trees. Oh, man, that was a good one, too. Boy. Uh, That was... Yeah, he hadn't killed one yet, and that there he was. Yeah, sometimes you don't have much time. You never know when that's going to happen. A big buck may show up at any time, you know. Exactly. But anyway, the doe is in the box, and uh, I'll be heading back home after the morning hunt. You're getting your grocery shopping done early this year, man. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Shoot. I mean, I got a pretty one. She's uh, about a... Uh, three-year-old, full-grown doe. Couldn't hardly drag her. She was so big. There you go. Yeah, man. But the fishing has been fantastic. It's just Great. been incredible. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I had a, uh, a uh, uncle and a niece for three days last week. And, boy... Those people caught fish. I mean, they were, <laughs> they just couldn't get enough of it. They just kept on catching and catching and catching and uh, throw them back, throw them back. We drifted about, oh, I'd say a half a mile down a bow and caught trout ever cast. It was like the old days. I've never seen that many fish in a long time. And a good solid fish, you know, fourteen to seventeens. It was very few solid. twelve, thirteen. Yeah, they were solid fish. And would chase redfish out in the lake. It calmed down mm. real slick. Got those big old carrot orange redfish. We caught five of them. He won at one point we had a three way. And man, I mean you don't hardly land a three way. That's <laughs> We all cast out and all got a hit, and those big old 28, 29-inch reds were swimming in every direction. You know how they do. They swim oh, yeah. on the boat, go onto the boat. Miracle if you ever land them all. But that was, uh, that was a blast. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, that, that's a fishing trip that you dream about. Awesome. So... <clears throat> Uh, and if we got rain coming, which is a good thing, I don't think that's going to change anything as far as the nah. fishing goes. It's not going to be enough rain. 
But uh, we sure do. Well, Livingston finally filled up enough where they're releasing, what was it, around seven or 8,000, something like that. I hadn't checked it this morning, but that'll that'll sweeten up our stuff in the marsh, you know, on the top end of Trinity. All yeah. it'll do is push push a bunch of those pencils out of the marsh, and they can correlate on the flats and wherever they want to get, reefs and all that, but... uh it's hard to believe Livingston filled up that quick. But Dallas, you know, those two days, they had a lot of rain in those couple of days, which hit that Trinity River watershed. And uh, well, we well, what was Livingston? Two weeks ago, it was four foot low. Now it's full. Yeah. Well, they've had they've had rain up in this part of the country right along mm-hmm. for the last three months. They They haven't had the drought we've had over in southeast Texas. I mean, it's just kind of crazy. Uh, that the rain would come from the southwest and go right up through to the northeast and right. miss us completely because we're usually one of the wettest places on the planet. But uh, not this time. I mean, my pond yeah, y'all's, is completely dry. Y'all's annual rainfall over your way in that area is usually about 35, 40 inches more per year than over this way. Yeah. Yeah, but uh hadn't happened this time. This is a different year, so um, it's all uh, it's all good. I mean, I hadn't had to mow my yard but twice in the last three months, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay. My pond's dry. The otters ate all my fish, and what they left, the uh, the herons got. So I'll have to restock that pond when the, when it fills back up again. It's got about two inches of water in the very bottom of it. So. Dang. Yeah, never seen the bottom of my pond in 35 years. It's a tadpole hole right now. <laughs> yeah, I've owned that. I've That's owned happened that a lot to a lot of people this year. They've lost their fish due to the drought and other I've circumstances. I've owned that property since 1982. And Dang. Never, never, never seen, seen it dry? the bottom of the pond. No. Wow. <laughs> it just dropped and dropped and dropped, and I'm marveling every day. Oh, but have you heard the news about Louisiana? I was going to bring that up to you just now. The, yes. Uh, but, I mean, it's the only thing they're doing really is taking the guides limit away from them and raising yeah, the, which is, the minimum by one inch. You know, you're still keeping a 13-inch fish. So Yeah. It's, I guess you know, so they have to start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> if, if they turned it off completely like Texas, it'd throw everybody into culture shock. Well, they did this to us years back. They took the guides' limits away, and yeah, then that's right. then came the uh, you know the after the ten fish. You know, we stuck on that a long time, and then then came the five fish, and but uh, it just goes to show you that uh, other fisheries. Everybody thought Louisiana was just there's no way you can fish it out or or hurt the fishery or anything. And here we go. They're they're having to put up uh, better guidelines too to preserve their fishery. Yeah, and it's high time they needed to do something. And as far as taking away the guide limits, you know, I've been on that program myself right. for a long for two years. I just decided I had to do do something, you know, because of the fish slaughter that was going on. There's no need for anybody to keep more than fifteen trout a day. There's just no need. I mean, who can and, eat that uh, many fish to start with? I mean, those are mm-hmm. 
they, you know, that's just stock the freezer uh, limits right there, yeah. which is fine if you eat them, you know, and don't let them go to waste. That's one thing. But uh, yeah. 15, 15 trout per person, that's still very liberal. That's, I mean, they can't be too uh, upset about that. Well, I, I guess the guys on the eastern part of the state having to give up their 25 a day, they're probably really having a conniption fits right now. But yeah, I talked to uh, Jeff Code about it. He's he's good with it. He's uh, yeah, he's totally uh, fine. Anybody with any sense ought to be good with it. There's nothing wrong with that that limit, uh, other than it ought to be ten. <laughs> True. I I just feel like it ought to be ten. But you know the you know a guy sitting back there catching his fifteen on top of three people that's already got 45, a 60 trout. Uh, to me, that's just... That's a pile. Well, it's, yeah, it's just way more than you should keep in a day. Uh, well, another another uh, part of this deal, it says charter guides and our deckhands may not keep yeah. a bag limit of spotted sea yeah. trout while conducting a four-hire trip, but may engage in fishing activity to assist passengers. Yeah. <laughs> so, in other words, yeah, if they can't catch them, you can catch them for them. <laughs> it turns yeah. into a, a boat limit, which is fine. <laughs> I, you know, that's, let, them, let them roll. Yeah, Somebody wants to go good. home with a pile of meat and they don't know how to catch them, the guy can do it for them. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's, a, that's a good thing. I, I think that's fine. I'd be bored if I couldn't cast a little bit during a trip. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go sit and run a trolling motor all day and not be able to cast. I mean, I can take a fish off the hook and throw it back in the water. That's uh, yeah. And sometimes you need to to fish. Well, you got to kind of figure out a pattern or a technique that yeah. these fish are are jumping on and uh, relay that to your passengers and say, "Hey, this is what you need to do to catch them." This yeah, is how they're biting. Work your Work your bait like this, and yeah. then you can, you know. Then you can teach them how to fish. Yeah. Show like them how to do day, it. We were, we were catching those fish at first. We were catching them on top in 20 foot of water. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just fast as you could work it. And then after the sun broke through the fog, it was just like, you got to let it go to the bottom. And they were holding in 10 to 12 feet, you know. Right and uh, right off the drop off ledges and stuff like that, and you drop it down there and drag it along behind the boat with the current, and you'd have one ever cast. So just uh, you know, you've got to kind of figure that stuff out as you go along. Exactly. Let me knock yeah. this break out, Bill. Hang with me. I'll be right back to you, buddy. All right. Well, the Belleville Meat Market, what a great place to shop and have all your processing done. This week, they're double featuring their jalapeno pecan smoked sausage and their three cheeses pecan smoked sausage. You can actually try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And their full menu at their meat market, pecan smoked barbecue, that's served Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, pulled pork, homemade hot dogs, they're now available on the menu. And uh, they're taking orders for their country smoked turkeys here ahead of the holidays be sure to get your order in assure you get one of those great turkeys from the belleville meat market and custom processing they do that on pigs and calves all year long you can order a half calf or a hind quarter 
have it processed any way you like, and their wild game processing, it's the best there is. They're making Vinny dogs and hog dogs, you you know, making homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. That way you can bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville's open Monday through Saturday, 7 to 7, Sundays 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., celebrating 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 419 here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill Watkins, we are back. Oh, yeah. I'm back here with you, too. <clears throat> back in the saddle. Back in the saddle. Well, I'll tell you what, this uh, this country up here around Palestine is beautiful. It is. I had an uncle that lived there for years. <clears throat> we used to go visit him, and uh, my Uncle David, it was really nice up there. Well, I actually yeah, had a, a my grandmother's uh, sister and her husband, her brother and sister-in-law lived up there, too. We used to go visit them, and uh, it was always fun with a kid being up in the woods up there. It's pretty cool. It is pretty. It's got uh, got some good contours to it, big sure. hills, pretty, pretty scenery. I mean, kind of peaceful out here in the country around this place. Uh, my friend here, he owns... You know, several acres out here, and uh, to the southeast. No, it's to the northeast, northeast of Palestine. Yeah. And uh, really, really nice, pretty hills. I just love it up here in East Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I used to come up here and fish Palestine when we were doing right. our tournament fishing. You know, and that that's always been a really good lake. I almost won a tournament there one time. A red man tournament and uh i drew out and drew a guy that was one of the best fishermen on lake palestine and uh i knew i got lucky when everybody went oh man he drew hub coleman <laughs> <laughs> i said yeah i'm in and uh i learned how to fish a zara spook on that trip i mean those big old bass were sucking that zara spook down and Boy, isn't that fun? Oh, man. Oh, wow. I had three fish that weighed about 17 pounds, and I almost oh, won the thing. Yeah, but the old boy that took me up there in his boat, he uh, he had five fish, but his weren't as big as mine. I, he just got the luck of, luck of the draw. You know, he couldn't, he couldn't get the big ones on, and I was getting all the big bites. Just my luck. You know, yeah. wasn't anything I was doing. Matter, matter of fact, I missed so many big fish that I should have won it running away. But uh, after that, I learned how to slow down. And yeah. Let them take that plug and, you know, you feel the fish before you set the hook. Just, uh, you know, that was way back in the day when I was kind of dumb and inexperienced. But man, man, oh man, I'll never forget that trip. That was... Uh, and the boat ride was something else. <laughs> Through the stumps. Oh wow. I was uh I was puckered up, let's say it that way. Yeah, that lake's got a lot of timber in it, doesn't it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yep. Oh, excuse me. Now I'm sneezing. But uh yeah, this is uh this is a good place to live. 
these people around here are lucky. And uh, I guess they don't have to worry about hurricanes quite as bad. No. Just uh, tornadic thunderstorms in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> there's something wrong with everywhere you live. It, it doesn't, there's no no uh, such thing as a perfect place to live, weather-wise. No, no perfect place to live. <laughs> there's always a little danger out there. A little danger. Yeah. Wow. It has, the fishing has been good, even though we've had a couple of blasts and flushes cold fronts and but everything recovered you know like the next day um, and water temperature was uh, last time I fished was Sunday and water temperature was like oh 64 in the mm-hmm. main lake and 67 in the rivers and uh, if we if we get enough rain to kind of move things out a little bit uh, that won't hurt anything. It'll just make them easier to catch. Yeah, but uh, the shrimp migration is is uh, going on. Uh, I should have had a cast net in my boat a couple of times this last week because uh, there was <laughs> shrimp jumping down the shoreline, just wads of them coming out, redfish chasing them down the shoreline. <clears throat> uh, that was a that was fun to watch too. You know, I can remember one year, I'm trying to remember, it was in the 90s. It was the most unbelievable piles of shrimp coming out of the marsh. It was about, you know, mid to late October-ish. And we were way back in the top end of Trinity Bay, and uh, you could see these big, dark circles. I mean, as big as your living room. And you troll motor up to them, and it was all shrimp. I mean, clouds of them, you know, kind of like Shad do. I'd never seen that. Hadn't seen it since, really. And uh, if you got anywhere near those, you couldn't get a bite, but you'd back off of that 50, 60 yards. And, I mean, there was uh, dozens of them all in that one corner back there, and they were just making their way out of the marsh, you know, behind the cold front. And But you'd back off of them and get away from those shrimp, and it was, it was every cast. You couldn't hardly get a lure back. But if you get close to them and throw around that big uh, bait ball of shrimp like that, you forget it. You you couldn't deal with the real thing. There were so many of them. I mean, birds weren't even over them. It was just these big black clouds, and it was all shrimp. Hadn't seen wow. it. You'd have thrown a cast net in there. You couldn't have pulled it up. You'd have had to take two people to pull it over the side of the boat. <laughs> it's crazy. That's lo- yeah, that is crazy. You see things like that every once in a while. And uh, that that would have been special. Yeah, that was nuts. I need to. I keep saying I'm gonna put my cast net back in the boat, but uh, I haven't had time to to remember it. I mean, I'm you know, I'm too focused on catching fish. And, right. But those shrimp, uh, they're they're spitting up some real nice ones on the deck when you catch trout. And redfish were just stuffed with them. I'm Puzzle sure whiskers are were. hanging out of their mouth too when you catch oh. them. Oh yeah, whiskers hanging out everywhere, out their gills and out their mouth. And well, when they uh, get locked in on them shrimp like that, trout just frenzy up. They just uh, they get in a mode that you can throw a bear jig head out there and catch them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's exactly right. And anything that looks remotely like a shrimp, they'll hit it. 
But you're, uh, uh, oh, I did. I did have a good duck hunt. Uh, yeah, I got your picture. My duck yeah. hunt fell through. The guy that invited me to go on this trip, uh, he had something come up. He hunted Saturday and Sunday, and he said it was just phenomenal. But uh, he had something come up at work, and he had to go in on Monday morning. So that blew blew my duck hunt, man. Oh, man. That's a disappointment. Yeah, yeah I was ra- we raring and ready to go. We knocked down 12 ducks, but uh, we were unable to find three of them, even with a good dog. And we actually saw those ducks fall, but they probably were crippled and run around yeah. out there in the water and did their thing. And uh, there was a couple of them so far away we decided not to send the dog until later, and that that's probably where we made our mistake. Uh, but I actually killed my first Mexican squealer. Did you? And I, yeah, I never got to shoot one of those. And, uh, by the way, that is a good-eating duck. Yeah, they're pretty <laughs> birds, too. Yeah, they are. Yep. I, I took those uh, breasts and... Hammered them, got the meat yeah. out of the bread. Tenderized them. Uh-huh. Hammered them out with a meat mallet and chicken fried them. Oh, man. You talk about good. <laughs> yeah, chicken fried duck is uh, it's uh, hard to beat. Brine them, brine them for a few hours and then tender them, tenderize them, you know, pound them out like you did. And then uh, yep. cut them in strips and... and uh, Batter them and flour them, flour them up, and hit that grease with them. Oh boy, just don't cook them too long. No, you don't want to cook them too. That's long. the biggest mistake with duck people make is they cook it too long. Duck, you want to, you know, you want to undercook it somewhat. You want it a little, just yeah. a little bit rare, kind of like a steak. It'd be a lot yep. more flavorful and tender. Oh yeah, that's the best way to do it. Man, that sounds good. Duck and gravy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, black-eyed peas and, and uh, brown gravy and chicken-fried duck. And oh rice. man, <laughs> that's a Cajun's delight right there. Well, that uh, just more more what the great outdoors in the state of Texas has to offer, folks. That's true, uh, and I'm an honorary Cajun, by the way. I'll yeah, I figured you had. I figured you had a little bit in there. Are you registered? Uh, no, I'm not registered. But You're not a registered Gunas and RCA? No. I, I've rubbed elbows enough with those folks over there that, uh, you know, I've, I've become an honorary. Hey, I think everybody, you know, this part of Texas has got some roots over there somehow, some way. Oh, yeah. My, my kin folks uh, actually swam the Sabine. And <laughs> they jumped the river. Still, yeah, they jumped the river, and I still got, I still got kin folks over there that uh, up there in uh, Borgard Parish. That's uh, that's a good place to be from. Absolutely. Yeah, my sister married a guy and moved over to Louisiana. You know, he born and raised there, and <laughs> she said, st- still to. This day, she said that she couldn't get used to, you know, driving through her neighborhood or going somewhere and there'd be signs in somebody's front yard, fresh coon meat, you know, and, and all of that. <laughs> yeah. She goes, you don't That's see that right. in Texas. No, no, not till you get real close to the Sabine River. 
Right. Then you start seeing that stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's a neat place, uh it's a neat place to live over here, it really is. Well, I'm sure there's a few that aren't happy with these limit restrictions. I suppose not, but they'll get used to it. They'll come around just like we did uh, when all that happened to us. And it's still still quite liberal, I think. <clears throat> yeah, that's think that's plenty. But yeah, that's that's good enough. There's a bunch of them over there that won't even abide by that anyway. It don't matter. They're, just, <laughs> they're gonna take what they want and no, that's leave true. the rest. I had a listener text uh, message to me to tell you to. Said, tell old Bill to go to the go eat at the Branford Cafe. There in Where Palestine. Where is that? I guess in Palestine. Oh, the Branford Cafe. Branford Cafe. Okay, I'll look into that. We went yeah. to a place called the Switch last night, and that was some good food. Was it? Yeah, the Switch, and. Uh, Went to an Italian place the night before that, so I think we've about played out our deal on eating out. Well, I wish I could find that picture of, of my Uncle David. I, Jeff Goat and I were talking yesterday. He called me, he sent me a picture of a deer killed, a buddy of his killed in Trinity County, a really nice deer, man. It's got like 20 scorable points, which is a oh, they got, unbelievable, they got awesome deer, deer for, you here. know, for East Texas and uh, low fence, but uh, we were talking about that, and and it's uh, it's amazing. Well, my buddy here has got uh, they have him and his son have killed bucks on this property that would weigh over two hundred pounds, oh. and I mean actually weighed them, and there's some big old bodied bucks around here, and uh, they've. I've seen several since I've been hunting with him walk right past me at 10 points and big heavy racks, you know. Yeah. Uh, Good I haven't mass. seen one with a lot of kicker points, but I've, I've seen, you know, some pretty darn good bucks. They look like steers standing out there, you know. Big old swelled up neck, rolling yeah. nose. But they, uh, they, they get to live around here long enough. Uh, a lot of the neighboring properties are are kind of protecting those deer. Right. They're not over-harvesting or anything, and the deer are relatively tame. They're not like crazy wild like they are over in Newton County. You know, you see them, they're gone. They'll kind of stand and give you a look at them. And uh, I've taken some pictures out of a blind of some really nice eight, nine-point, you know, Big 17, 18-inch racks. You know, I mean, there's no doubt they're a shooter, okay? <laughs> right. Well, you, you know, when they walk out and they look like a stallion body-wise, and then they, the rack yeah. looks big on top of that big body, that's a shooter. Don't that's even a think shooter. About you don't it. have to even second-guess that. Uh, put the crosshairs on him and squeeze it off. All right, right, Bill. Well, hey, I'm glad you're having a good time, and uh, you need to get back and catch some more of them fish, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'll be Get back on. to work pretty quick. <laughs> Heck yeah! Tomorrow, all right, next man. day after tomorrow, I'll be back at it. So, anyway. all right. Well, hey, throw out a number. Somebody wants to call you back coming over to Sabine, having a good time. Four zero nine six seven three nine two one one. That'll get you there.
All right, Bill. Have a good one. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, you too, buddy. Thank All you. right, man. Later. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins up on a deer hunt in Palestine. How about that? All right, it's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 436. Let's head up to Lake Conroe. Let's check in with the fish dude this morning. Richard, good morning. What's up, man? Not a lot, Mickey. You, you look at that moon this morning. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Thing looks like looks like a bowl with that star sticking right off the end of it. It's right. Pretty, it's pretty <laughs> neat looking this morning. I tell you what. But I, and dang, those fish was doing pretty good yesterday and the day before too. I, I've been out bass fishing all week, so just checking them rascals out. They they're doing pretty pretty good. They finally moved up on the rocks. So good. That's, that's what I. That's what I was waiting on. I figured with that water temperature coming down, it wouldn't be long. But it's water temperature still seventy six, so it's it's still up there. But it's that's all right. It's go, it's going to come on down here after this this next front. I'm pretty sure because it's. I don't know how strong the front is going to be, but I know it's going to rain. A little it's going to get a little cooler. We'll get some rain with it. You know, you guys may get one or two inches up your way towards the coast. It's. Uh, a little less on predictions, but hey, it's weather. I mean, that's that's right. That's right. You got to roll with anything, it. That's right. Anything to cool that water down makes it sure. a little bit more aggressive. Because they were, you know, they there's you can tell they're, the ones I was catching yesterday, especially they're they're starting to feed up for winter because they're they're getting a little chunky. You know, them them rascals. They just they're just getting that way. You know, their their bodies are filling out and everything. That's the way our trout are right now. They're just little butterballs, man. I guarantee you, boy, it's, it's something else. And that's, that's like I was, uh, day before I was out chasing them bass in open water. I was looking at them, you know, my forward-facing sonar, and trying to find those ones that was chasing schools of shad. It's, I got into a few of them. It's pretty, pretty neat chasing those things, too. Because you'll, you'll see them out there in them balls of shad, and then they'll just attack them. And it's, just, it's fun when you get... Kind yeah. of get them locked in a, a little area like that. I caught three or four of them the day before doing that, you know, chasing those balls of shad and, and stuff like that. On and it's crankbait bites. What's happening right now? So for me, anyway, you know, I'm sure you can, I'm sure you can catch them other ways, but but right now it's in the, that every once in a while I throw like a I was putting a regular old shad assassin on a jig head that and and throwing that rascal out in front of them trying to get them to eat it, and I'd give them a nip at the tail of it, but they just wouldn't eat the whole thing. So I'd take crankbait and run it out there, and they'd just react to it. You'd see them, you'd see them come charging at it. So that's, that's, that's what's making it fun is trying to figure out what they're going to attack instead of having to finesse them. Because you know, yeah, finessing them is fun, but I'd rather have them just attack it. You know, that's, that's been my style for a long time. I, power fishing you know i'll just go out there and, and chunk and wine chunk and wine you you'll catch up to a school of them every once in a while when you do it's it's on us it, it, you just, they just keep on biting i guess i ran across one spot where i caught three out of one one little area same cast you know just they just sitting on this one little stump and it i got up there on, on it and didn't even realize that stump was sitting there it's right next to a rock and I chugging a little square bell at them and and went to cranking, 
got the first one, and I said, well, foot. I kept chunking two more, just saying, boom, boom, just like that. And that's all that was sitting there, but but uh, that was that was fun catching those three anyway, you know, because it's just a tight once it hits the water. I mean, they just, they just you know, the stump, I couldn't even see it. It was just, it was submerged, but yeah. the rock was right next to that stump. Every time you'd bump into the stump or the rock, they'd nail it, so... And them little square bills, they only, they only dive like four foot deep anyway. So it, it just tells me, you know, I hadn't run across any giants up there shallow yet, but but they're coming. You know, it's it's just right. a matter of time. They're going to be there because it's, it's just the nature of the beast. Once they once they get up there, and I got them got on some wind blown stuff yesterday, thinking thinking I might be able to catch them, and I wore that stuff out, and I could not, I couldn't get a bite on the wind blown stuff for some reason that I huh. was fishing. You know, that it just it was weird. It's just a little, one little rocky, windblown point up there. I was I was chucking at, and, and uh, I thought, man, they're going to be stacked up on it. And that's no, they're not on it. Now off the edges where the bait had blown around the corner, they were there. You know, right. that's that, that's what it's doing. It was, and I was thinking, you know, well, typically it's going to blow the bait right up on that point where it's blowing up against it, and then uh, they they'd be all over. It. But they just wasn't there. They like I said, they were all on the edges. After, you know, after you come around the corner from where the wind had blown, so it's not. You know, it's it's funny trying to trying to pattern them. You know, especially on Conroe. Conroe is not. You came up with so many different patterns on Conroe. Deep, shallow. I mean, up in the grass, up in the up in, against the rocks, in the timber. I mean, it's no set pattern. But you go to go to other lakes. You typically pattern them on on points or pockets or something like that. You know, it's just, it, Conroe just doesn't pattern well. I don't know why. It's the dangest lake I've ever seen. <laughs> but I mean, it really is because all the, all the years I've been fishing it, you know, and all the, especially when, in, early in my tournament years, you know, because that was one of the one of the big things. I used to try to emulate two people when I was coming up bass fishing. One of them was Larry Nixon. The other one was Hank Parker. Larry Nixon because he, he could pattern fish quicker than anybody out there. And Hank, just because he was so versatile, he could, he could change the drop of a hat and catch fish. I mean, it just that's why I like, like trying to pattern, emulate those, those two, because, especially Larry, because I've never seen anybody that could pattern fish as quickly as he could. He you was know? a good one. Yeah, I guarantee you. You know, he's still back out there doing it, but he's, you know, he's not as big a threat as he was. But I guarantee you, but he's, dang, he's old. And it's just, you know, these youngsters coming back out there at him. And uh, like I say, that that rascal, he could pattern some fish quicker you could shake a stick. And, and he'd get on them good, too. I mean, that's, and that's one of the things, you know, a lot of people anymore, especially, and that's one thing I'm catching myself doing, with the forward-facing sonars, is instead of trying to go with old school, let's pattern these fish and try to figure it out. I just go looking for bait, looking for fish, and and uh, chase them while I catch myself spending so dang much time that I don't realize what time of day it gets to be. You know, like day before I was out there chasing. I think I stayed out there until two thirty, three o'clock, something like that. And and the biggest majority of my time was spent chasing bait balls, and I, I bet I spent, you know, three and a half, four hours just chasing yeah. bait balls with fish in them, and, and, you know, I didn't catch a limit, but I caught, 
I caught not you know some decent fish, nothing you know nothing giant. You know that's that's the thing, and and it's uh, but then whenever I go like yesterday, I just changed up. I said I'm just gonna go fishing. If I see them, I see them. If I don't, I don't. I'm gonna hit them on historical spots that I normally catch them this time of year, and I caught more fish. So that's what I'm trying to figure out my, for myself now is how much time to spend looking at fish on my forward facing versus just going fishing. And that's uh, going fishing is catching more fish. So, you know, like I said, the rocks, I've been hitting them pretty heavy for the past couple of weeks. And them rascals just hadn't been, they hadn't been fired up, but they they did yesterday. So that's a good thing. I'm, you know, I just got to go hit some more and find some more areas that are, that are loaded down. Some of the least obvious areas anyway. You know, the bridges all got, the uh, bridges all have the riprap rock and stuff like that in the dam too. So it's you know that's the stuff that you're looking for that I'm looking for right now because that's just where they're at. So, but some of them's got holding some bigger fish. And I just don't know where it's at yet. I'm gonna find, find them though. Yeah, guarantee you. I'm on the hunt. There ain't no doubt. Today we're gonna we're gonna go out there and we're gonna try, try to do a little bit of everything, a little bit of hybrid maybe. Maybe some crappie, maybe uh, probably some catfish too. But crappie, I just, I've been looking and I cannot, I can't get them locked in on anything. But I've not been on any of those deeper brush piles either. To check them out. But but you know I've been looking at some of the shallower brush piles since I've been chasing those bass and everything. But I just not, I'm not seeing them out there yet. I don't, I don't know if the water temperature is just not down enough, or if the populations are just down. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I got a guy the other day asked me, what about crappie? I said, well, I think COVID got them, you know. So, <laughs> that's, uh, you know, and that's, that's the thing, you know, during COVID, so many people were out there hammering on them, you know. And, and since COVID, I've just, the numbers have just not been there at all. I mean, it's amazing. So, it, uh, hopefully they, they recover, you know. I know we continue to, to stock them in the lake, you know, at, at Stallway. We've got that jar that we've. You know, everybody donates their pocket change too, and ultimately we go go purchase a, a bunch of crappie to stock in the lake. Since uh, Parks and Wildlife doesn't stock them, you know, and they, you know, last last year they were dollar seventeen each. I don't know what they they may have gone up this year. Who knows? But we're going to continue to buy them and put them in the lake. So hopefully, hopefully they recover like you know, like they have in the past. Because yeah, back years ago we you know we literally ran out. Like yeah, it got tough. It just got so bad you couldn't catch none of them. And then finally, the the stocking, even though we're not doing much, you know, five or 6,000 fish or even 7,000 fish, and in the overall scheme of things, that's not very many fish. So, no, but if, it, you know, the majority of them can get through and be able to mature and spawn, you know, that'll that'll help. That's Yes. Yes, but exactly. And you know, habitat has a whole lot to do with it too. But well, Richard, I'm out of yeah. time already, man. I got to go. But if somebody wants to call you about coming up and fishing with you, give them some info. All right, Mickey, you want to get in touch with me? Nine three six 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 one seven nine two zero. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx dot com or just check out the web page fishdudetx dot com. All right, buddy. Richard, have a good one. Catch him up. Oh, yes, sir. All right. See you, man. Later. All right. Let's go to Charlie Paradoski in Matagorda now. Charlie P., what's up? 
Good morning. Good All morning. Right. How are you doing, man? Well, another day older. Still <laughs> kicking, though. I guess it's okay. Still, still kicking and still catching. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It uh, fishing was good after the front, Mickey. That let's see, they ate great Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then kind of slowed down the last couple of days. Yeah, uh, I waited. There's not a lot of tidal movement right now. You know that moon's up all day long, and mm-hmm. uh, I think we caught, we kept fourteen, fifteen and a half to seventeen inch fish yesterday, and. And it was just one here and one there. I couldn't find them anywhere. <clears throat> and, uh, and man, all these trout that we're catching are male trout. There ain't no good chunky trout around here right now. Really? No. They must be back in that marsh. And and, and the fish aren't everywhere. They're just in certain areas. Right. There's a lot of dead water out there, man. Lots. Yeah, it's the same here. If you're in the right place, it's just, you know. Katie bar the door, but uh, you know there is a lot of a lot of dead areas. That normally this time of year, you think, man, I've always caught, I've nuked them here in November my whole life, and they're just not there. Yeah, that's the way it is. Yes, that's the way it is right now. So, you know, it's school bus fishing, I guess. I don't know. Well, you know, drains, bayous. You know, drop-offs and ledges near deep water, that's kind of the pattern over this way. And yeah. and there are some, you know, on the reefs that are, you know, adjacent to shorelines closer in. But it's uh, it's all good, I guess. Most most all these fish are on shell. Mm-hmm. They're not in the mud. Right. And, uh, you know, some shrimp fell out. Out on on that last one, but uh, I don't think a bunch of them did. That tide came back too quick. Yeah, we didn't get a big enough drop. I mean, it uh, you know you had a north wind and not a northwest, and then it just went northeast real quick behind it. We got a little bit of a dump, but not not what we're looking for. Yeah. So it'll come though. And people people are uh, are catching fish at night in the river pretty good now. So well, that's good. You know, when the weather gets bad, we got a place to fish. Yeah. And catch them. That's where we're at right now, Mickey. Well, could be worse. Could be anything. Yeah. (laughs) We've seen that before, too. (laughs) It's just just fascinating just how great fishing was before that damn freeze and, and, you know, and what it really did really changed things. You know, this uh, this was one of the hottest places to fish on the whole coast for big trout, and and uh, and we lost a bunch. We probably lost more than anybody, I think. Well, according to TPNW, y'all did. Yeah, their numbers. What what was it? Forty seven percent. I mean, that's yeah. that's half, and then. I remember that spring behind all that. There was a lot of, a lot of killing going on. <laughs> it was, it was going on. Some big fish caught too. But yeah, sure was. 
You saw well, well, Louisiana is going to do their uh, trout limit reduction uh, effective November the 20th. Yeah, going from 12 inches to 13 inches. On the yeah, ground. boy, that's big time. And welling guides can't retain their limit anymore. You still get two over uh, 20. And uh, <clears throat> 13 to 20 we lost inch that slot. 25 years ago, didn't we? How long has it been since they took that away from us? I was trying to remember years. that earlier when I was talking to Bill. I know it's been a long time since guides have been able to keep fish in Texas. Yeah. Thank God. Too many fish to clean back in them days. Holy oh, cow. Oh, I'm telling you. Remember? I mean, remember how disgruntled we were when we went from no limits to 20 fish limits? <laughs> Yeah, we thought it was the end of the world. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? You come in with 80 fish, you got three customers in your fish, that's, you know, 80 trout. Uh, that was a, it was a, quite a shock. <laughs> yes, sir. Instead of boxes full well, did you get your limit? <laughs> Most people don't care as long as they can say they got their limit, whether it's one, two, or three fish, they they limited. That's, that's the key word, hey. limits. Hey. Ain't no doubt about that. Ain't no doubt. <laughs> Your phone's good and clear this morning. I'm in the truck. Oh, okay. Well, we're that makes uh, a difference. we're weighed this morning, and they want to go early. So, yeah, it's a lot clearer in the truck. No doubt. Well. Yeah, the other Not morning I felt bad because you couldn't hear me, but I could hear you. Yeah, I don't know what it, what's up with that. It's just it the way it a, works. Cell phone yeah. technology. I guess. I guess you, you still keep your boat in a sling at the harbor. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, man, that's a big convenience not having to mess with launching a boat. You know, and right? Not having to not having to wear and tear on a trailer. So, big convenience. Yes. Push a button and let it go down and rinse her off and lift her up. And well, I'm a dumper. On. Back in and dump it. Pull it back on. Yeah. It does take its toll on the trailer. Yeah. I've already, yeah. that newest trailer I bought, I've already got to recarpet the boards. Carpet's starting to come off. I don't know why they don't put stainless uh, staples in them. That's what it is, all the That'd staples. That'd be too smart. Just, yeah. But I ordered it with a saltwater kit. I guess they don't have stainless staples <laughs> with a saltwater kit. <laughs> everything else, all the nuts and bolts and everything are stainless, but no stainless staples. Yeah. Ah, well. Typical. It's typical. Well, I need something to do, you know, dump the boat in, recarpet, do all that. All right, buddy. Well, Charlie, if somebody wants to come over to Matta Get Down Gorda and hang out with you for a day and pop a weight or cut a drift, how they get a hold of you, man? Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, buddy. Well, Charlie, have a good day. Catch him up, man. Take care, Mickey. Thank you. See you, Charlie. All right. As Charlie P. down in Matagorda, it's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610.
We'll be right back. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.